I'm sure you saw the announcement yesterday, or if you've heard of it by now, WestJet Airlines has decided to essentially cut 15% of their flights right through the end of this month because of the Omicron variant. Now, not necessarily because of what it's doing to travelers, but more so what it's doing to staff. So many people out sick or testing positive, call that what you will, um, that they can't staff the flights that they typically would. They say they have about 450 flights a day. So if you look at 15%, it's 60 or 70 flights per day that aren't happening. So they try and cancel. If there's um, a route that runs four times a day, they try and cancel half of them and get as many passengers as they can on two flights instead of four. But we're seeing stories like this uh, around the world with airlines canceling hundreds, if not thousands of flights every single day just because of staffing issues. So to chat a bit about that, we have Carl Moore joining us now, who is an associate professor at uh, strategy at the Desotel Faculty of Management, McGill University, a longtime airline industry analyst. Carl, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. I mean, this situation is one that uh, it came up very, very quickly. But uh, how bad has it gotten? How many flights are? I mean, I know there was a report last earlier this week. I think six thousand flights in one day had to be canceled. Well, it's something where around the world now in the U.S. was probably the worst case is that they had over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and uh, the twenty-sixth, what we call Boxing Day in Canada, yeah. was in the area of three thousand plus flights. So that was really. Now, we had seen this at Thanksgiving to some degree, that during Thanksgiving, there was a lot of flights canceled. And partly it's Thanksgiving, along with Christmas time, are two of the busiest times in the U.S. for air travel. So it's time we go see family. And again, Thanksgiving is a bigger deal in the States than it yes. is in Canada. Um, now, part of, some of it was because of weather, but most of it was because of COVID-19, the Omicron is reaching a lot more people, hopefully less serious, but you know that's what South Africa data is saying. But it means that the flight crews, the pilots and flight attendants, many of them were sick. And many of them reported that, you know, there were reports saying those who were not sick but working a lot did not want to get back on the plane to be exposed again and to have, particularly in the U.S., some passengers with their masks on being abusive. And we've all seen yes. the incredibly dumb videos of it. Thankfully, in Canada, I've flown a number of times in Canada during the pandemic, probably a dozen times at least, uh, have never saw that. And no. I think, by and large, in Canada, for our faults, we're a bit more sensible about that. It's kind of a, a you know an American rights issue, which we occasionally hear echoes of. But it's something where the crews, understandably, who are sick could not go. And the ones who are already working a lot said, I don't want the overtime, enough risk. So um, when we're taking a look at where this may lead, I know that a lot of people say the reason the CDC made changes to the isolation requirements for workers in the United States was because of this. The airlines pressured them and say, we can't have people out for two weeks, especially if they're asymptomatic but tested positive. We need them back at work. Um, do you expect to see some of that happen in our country as well? There's been talk about changing some of the rules. Yeah, I mean, something where the airline industry is pushing for here in Canada Part of the for background is they've had the worst year and a half, two years in aviation history. Like I've talked to senior uh, CEOs who've been in the industry for 40 years, and they've never seen anything like it. So it's incredibly tough times for airlines around the world. It's been a challenging time for Air Canada, WestJet, and Transat. So they want to get back to making money. And don't forget the new CEO of Air Canada was the CFO for a number of years, chief financial officer. He understands it better than anyone. And, and rightly so, they want to get back to making money for their owners, whether it be shareholders or Onyx, 
who owns WestJet. So there's pressure to do that, and they may have cut back a bit too much in order to try to make some money. Yeah. And and they're putting pressure on the government, and, the, and they can point to the U.S. You go, well, this is our closest neighbor. On the other hand, we're being more careful in Canada. Last night, the Premier of Quebec said, we have a curfew starting at 10 at night. Now, uh, a lot of people made the point that it's only the only part in North America where this curfew is Quebec. So are we overreacting? There's some criticism of it. But in Canada, we've had a lot of cases in Ontario and Quebec and Alberta and so on. Um, we want to be we're probably a little bit more conservative than America by yes. and, by and large Absolutely. occasionally I was down in the I was down three weeks ago in New York went to the uh, Madison Square Gardens for a Rangers game 18,000 fans not a mask in sight and the crowd was roaring as yeah. they should when the Rangers scored I not went to two often, games at, at the Boston Garden last month same thing exact same thing yeah, and, and you go am I nuts remember during the Stanley Cup run for the Canadians you know in the Bell Center 3,000 people all wearing masks then the next day you go to Tampa and they're not a mask in sight I know Americans are nuts. Canadians are too conservative. Uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's some truth to those stereotypes that, on the other hand, if it comes back to my neighbor infecting, I'd rather have someone who's a bit too careful because sure. I'm about to have to get infected. So the Americans get the New Hampshire license plate. We see they're, they're not far from Quebec, so we see them fairly often, is give me freedom or death. Yeah, live free or die. They go, calm down, guys. Yeah. Like, on the other hand, uh, maybe we, we let our freedom slide a bit here in Canada. So and I think Albertans would, by, by and large, agree with that thought. A lot of them would. A lot of them would. No question about it, for sure. So, so, so where do we go from here? I mean, and it's not just airlines, but they seem to be leading the charge uh, in pressuring governments to make changes here. Um, can we be that specific? I mean, they are federally regulated in this country, so they are a little different in that regard. But do you expect to see changes to keep more flights in the air? Well, I think we'll look at what's happening in the U.S. and how bad or how good that goes. And the Omicron, how it evolves. So there is hope, I think, for the airlines that they might be cut some slack there because the evidence from the states and from Canada in terms of infections says it's all right to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, if they do it in the U.S. and it goes south, uh, metaphorically, uh, then we'll go, boy, glad we didn't do that. Now, it's interesting because it's almost only in Canada you need to be double vaccinated to be on a plane or train. In Australia, some states require that. France is starting it in January. I, I, I was on the radio a couple weeks, a week or so ago about this, so I did some research with a, a research assistant. That's the only parts of the world we found you had to be double vaccinated. Now, I was called by a television station in the States saying some Democrats are pushing for that. What do you all think up there in Canada? Yeah. We're being much more careful than almost any other place in the world, and France is joining us next month. You know, it's something where... It's pushing the freedom thing a little bit, maybe a bit too far. Even in Quebec, there's, you know, some rumblings. And, and you know, with our, our friends in Alberta, that uh, this is getting a bit carried away in terms of requiring double vaccination. And, and so I think what we'll see is what is the American experiment turning out to be, as we often do in Canada. And if it goes bad, we'll feel self-righteous. If it goes well, we'll we'll copy them. Yeah, and well, and like you say, so many things still up in the air. Carl, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Happy New Year, sir. We'll look forward to chatting in 2022, hopefully a better year. Yeah, no kidding. We most certainly will. Thank you very much. Bye-bye um, now. That is Carl Moore, an associate professor at strategy at the Desotel Faculty of Management at McGill. And yeah, the airline seems to be sort of leading the charge on getting some changes made around isolation requirements and successfully.